You're listening to Sports Crescent Welcome back. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I am Tom. And first of all, thank you all for joining our live stream last night at halftime of the Chiefs and Texans game. We had a few join us. We've had a lot more view it after the fact. So good turnout overall, I say. Um, so one milestone for us this week was doing the live stream. But Chris, there's more. We hit another milestone this week, and why don't you go into detail? Yeah, we did hit a first milestone. We've been asking you guys since emails for the last two weeks, and guess what? We had someone take us up on that. The Aaron Schneider, friend from college, had emailed us, and we did respond back to Aaron. Yeah, it took us 13 hours, but it was the middle of the workday, so sorry about that. But I do have a suggestion, Tom, besides just a shout-out to Aaron. I think I know what you're going to say here, so go ahead. So Give it to per- perhaps – we we invite Aaron to come on to our podcast to discuss the MLB playoffs when we do our playoffs episode in about two weeks. I love it. All right. There you go, Aaron. So you also get another prize besides a shout-out. You get to come on the podcast for an episode. Woo-woo. Congratulations. You, you knew you were going to get the shout-out, but this is your surprise. So <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, wait, it's <laughs> not his birthday. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> close enough. All right. Well, um, we've got some updates for you. And before I drive the bus off the cliff and start going into the uh, MLB season draft update for our projections, we have to do the standings. And I always miss that. So, Chris, give them the standings. Yeah. So the AL East has remained relatively the same. The Rays still hold first place. But the New York Bankies have dropped into third place, which is fantastic to hear for all of us baseball fans. The White Sox hold a one-game lead over the Twins in the Central, and that's basically because they haven't they've played two us games, so that's why they have the lead. Uh, the A's hold a like a five-game lead, six-game lead over the Astros, who have now fallen below five hundred, which is fantastic news for all of us. Love that. The Braves still hold a nice lead over the Phillies in the NL East. The Cubs hold a three-game lead despite playing some of their worst baseball all season. So it looks like Tom's going to be very happy about that. And I am. If you hear the clapping, it, it really is – it should be a standing O, large applause from a group of people, but it's one man clapping in his basement. So it's the best I can offer right now. That's all we can offer for y'all. And the Dodgers are still in first, kicking butt, taking names at 32 and 13 with a four with a three and a half game lead over the Padres, who are still playing hots, but the Dodgers are just that dang good. So that's yeah. where we are with 15-ish games to go for most teams. So we're nearing the playoffs, and it looks like our teams who've been holding on to the divisions for the most part of the season will hold on to them down the stretch unless something catastrophic happens to those teams. Well, thank you, Chris, for the the standings update. So let's get into our season projections update. And uh, I'd like to go ahead and go off of uh, what you've already told us is that the Cubs are in first place. So that's one in my favor at this moment, which I know for the, you know, all intents and purposes of this draft, you don't like, but as a Cubs fan, you, you have to appreciate. So Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. I love it as a Cubs fan. Don't like it for the draft's sake, but no Cubs go is all I got to say. Understandable. Understandable. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, give a, a home run update while I'm uh, updating on, on my projections here. Um, we've got 
three fellas who have 15 homers each. That would be Nelson Cruz, Fernando Tatis, and Mike Trout, and that is as of uh, earlier today, I believe. Trout hit 16 today. So okay, yeah. good, yeah. good. You can see that I am so <laughs> on top of things, especially for those of you who joined the live stream last night and saw that I got the score wrong during the live stream. <laughs> That's how in it I am with these stats. So on top of it, MLB.com needs to update yeah. because they're the ones who are hanging me out to dry. Yep. There it is. Wish it would have. Jeez. MLB, re MLB, MLB is messing MLB, with me right now. MLB references is the way to go for stats, man. All right, I'm going to change over. Making the switch. Yeah. All right, so we got 16, 16 from Mike Trout, 15 from uh, Nelson Cruz, uh, Tatis, and Luke Voigt. So not looking great with 15 games left in the season. That means that or, – or they're about – that means they got an average about one per game which is hard to do. So, yeah, not not looking good there. Right. Yeah, What's I don't that? know if you can hear them in the background. Milo's barking and agreeing with you that's not good for you right now. because the only Yeah, I know. She, she could hear me. And, yeah, and she was like, yeah, why would you pick that one? Yeah, Trout is currently on pace for 21 home runs, and that's the closest you got right now. So it's not looking too pretty for you. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Someone will get hot. All right. Um and I don't want to get the, the next ones wrong because I've gotten them wrong two weeks in a row. Let's just go ahead and have you lead yep. us in. All right, so the DH one, there has still been no oh, picture yeah. to have an AB outside of Alec Mills in that weird, funky game, so that hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah, and with you know, as we're getting you know three quarters into the season, it, it's not likely that it's going to happen anytime soon. I mean, unless we get another really, really weird situation. Mm -hmm. Shenanigans. But anyway, <laughs> shenanigans. All right. Just so, for the case of shenanigans. Yeah. All right, Chris, um, tell the people about yours. Yeah, so we do know, as you've heard several times before, Lucas Giolito has thrown a no-no, which is fantastic. So that one's done. The Astros, however, were not plunked 30 times, which to which for me, I'm upset with the entire MLB for not letting, letting them get plunked 30 times. Someone should have really taken care of that for all baseball fans' sake, but it is what it is. And I just want to say that if Joe Kelly had not gotten thrown out early on in the season, then you know we we might have had better numbers. I would. I mean, guess he, so. he, he kind of was like the example that the MLB set for the rest of the league. If if they hadn't done that, we, we could have seen a significant increase in in uh, hit by pitch. Agreed, but well, the MLB wanted to protect the cheaters instead of the, the actual players who try to play baseball games. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll look past it eventually. Probably five years we'll look past it, but not right now. Uh, now for my only one left standing, the 40-loss team, I've entered Danger Waters. I have to say it. There's only one team on pace. That is the good old trusty Pittsburgh Pirates, who are on pace to lose exactly 40 games. I have three teams at 39, but it's not looking good. So Pirates start losing. And everyone else started losing. And that's a projected 39, correct? It's projected so, at 40. Projected 40 and 39. Yeah. yeah. So the Pirates have 19, okay. uh, like 19 ish games to go right now. Yeah, it says 19, but I only. So what I'm right. hoping for is a Pirates hot streak. Yeah, you need the Pirates to get hot. I need them to start losing a lot of games. <laughs> a lot. So start tanking Pittsburgh and get that one, that number one overall pick. 
I need Pittsburgh to get hot, and you need Trout to not. I need Trout to go <laughs> as cold as ice, as it were. <laughs> well, it's, it looks like it's going to come down to the wire here for the last uh, few weeks of the season. Um, so <laughs> I'm not even Catholic. I just himself. did the cross over myself because I'm praying for the Pirates to lose 40 games. <laughs> Yep. So we'll see where we're at in a few weeks. Obviously, we'll give you the weekly update whenever we get to the next episode. Um, But until then, we're pretty much one and one. We're under the assumption that the Cubs will finish in first because that's the current state. Mm -hmm. But we'll see where we're at as we get closer to the end of the season. It's exciting, folks. Oh, yeah. And, and just for those of you who know, if we uh, mm, does not play or players not play sorry, 40 games, we will then try, use projections to allocate if they will succeed or not. Like, say the Angels don't play 40, uh, 60 games, but Trout's hit 24-ish home run, 24 home runs by game 59, and he, the projection says he will hit another one, we'll give it to Tom saying he did get that one right because it's not his fault that a guy didn't play 60 games. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll take it at its face value, though. We'll we'll see how close we are. I'm not. Right. I, I don't want to take a gift of one homer. That that seems right. kind of ticky tacky. So well, okay. Um, so let's say they play 55 we'll, games. We'll cross that bridge when we get yeah, to say it. Say they so. only play 55. 55 games, games. And then he's one and he short. And his and his pace says he would hit another one if they played five games. I mean, I, I won't say no. Right, yeah, I'm giving you that gift. <laughs> if, if it means I don't have to do the monologue, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll give each other that gift because if no, it, we'll yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, though. Yeah, because for you, I mean, if a, if a team doesn't get all the way to 60 games, but they maybe were pretty for or or close, to it, their projection was um, anyway at the fourth. Then yeah, that to you too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but. It's kind of we're both screwed. So, we're both going on a sixty-game season, so it doesn't make sense for us to get screwed because the team didn't play sixty games. That's just all I'm saying. That's why we kept the projection, right? In case something like that happens. Yeah, that's that's fair enough because we both have something that could go on that scale. So you have the games, the the losses. I have the home runs. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 see where we're at at that point um, in the season. I mean, if neither one of us is going to get that metric anyway then yeah. i mean i don't think no i don't see any reason for us to gift it to the other one because right. you know it's at, that way it cancels each other out agreed know? agreed so we'll, we'll we'll get to that yeah. part when we get to the end i mean we're we're not we're not quite there yet no. we're a few weeks out yeah. so once we get to that point then we'll, we'll maybe have a, a bigger discussion we'll, we'll make sure to save most of that discussion for the podcast just so that um, folks can get our thoughts. And that's kind of why we're going back and forth right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we don't want to lie to you guys and say that we're just going to give it to them. We're, we're trying to debate this out ourselves as we're going through it because it is a weird season. So we'd rather keep you guys in the know. So in case something like that does happen, we do have a contingency for that. Right. And and really, there's there's pros and cons to doing it that way. Um, so we'll know more when we get closer to the end of the season. If it's going to be close, then, then maybe we'll look into it more. Yeah. So, all right. But for now, um, we have some correcting to do for our yeah. 2020 AFC playoff picture. And uh, that would be that we are taking the Broncos out of the playoffs Mm-hmm. Because of the Von Miller situation, how he is likely out for the season. Chris, mm-hmm. tell him why. Yeah, so we we did make a post on Thursday right before the Chiefs-Sexton scheme that we are making a decision, that decision because Von Miller 
has a dislocation. Or there's another uh, doctoral term that I decided not to use because it was I wouldn't be able to pronounce it per correctly of his per, uh, perennial tendons in his ankle. And it was on the last, the very last practice, uh, snap on Tuesday, and it's it was originally believed to be a torn Achilles, but MRIs have, and X-rays have shown it was not that, and he could be out only half the season now. But there, I don't know if it's been confirmed or not that it's half the season or the full season. There's been no word on that on that front. And the reason that that we associate this with a loss of the of the, the Broncos in the playoffs is. Be, because of the, the Broncos' defense, Von Miller is the heart of that defense and uh, really is a, a huge playmaker. Yep. And so now you're missing your leader, your veteran, uh, your your biggest playmaker on defense. So the, the rock foundation of your defense is gone. Mm -hmm. That kind of sets a rocky tone for the rest of the, the defense and the rest of the team even because of how much of a um, you know, longstanding leader he has been in Denver. Yeah, and we're going off the assumption he's missing the whole season because he, he's worth like a game right. and a half to two games to his team. That was not just our my thinking. That was Mark Schlereth on Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee show. Reiterate that like a day after we had our conversation about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I'm not crazy. I'm actually thinking like a football player. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why we took him out and we are putting the Colts in the playoffs because they were the least bad of the teams we expect to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did, did we use? I think we used the the term that the shiniest of the turds. Was that it, or was that just me? No, that was both of us. Because a lot of people think the Colts are going going to go ten and six, but I don't see it with uh, Philip Rivers. His arm looked like he was throwing a medicine ball last year. As I keep saying, it was not pretty from a football standpoint, and he, it's not like he had surgery to repair it. Like uh, Ben Roethlisberger, it, it just looked bad. It looked awful. I don't think his throwing was going to get any better this season. Yep. So, well, uh, with that change, uh, so just to paint it out for you, Broncos out, Colts in. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out throughout the season. Um, I definitely think at this point we're you know leaning more towards Colts than the Broncos. So there's our adjustment to the playoff picture, and we are allowed to do that because the season hasn't started. So it's a loophole. It was a loophole. We got it in under the wire, much like Colin did. He also did the same thing. He pulled the Broncos out, and I think he put in oh, – who did he put in? Is this Colin Coward? Coward, yeah. Coward did the same thing. He pulled the Broncos out, and he put uh, the Steelers in the playoffs. So he had the missing the playoffs in his projection. So mm. he flipped them in after the injury. Right. So we're on wavelengths with actual NFL people, and people have done this for years. So we're actually pretty smart people. Sorry, guys. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah. We're smart sometimes. Yeah, sorry. All right. So uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and give you our 2020 NFL Week 1 predictions. And, yes, we know we're already one game into the season, but that's what we're not going to um, do. Every week we want to give a rundown um, of about uh, – we'll, we'll make predictions of about three to five games every week mm -hmm. of the NFL season yeah and um from there um chris you go ahead and tell them like what we're gonna do um after we get a, a winner of you know how many correct predictions of those three to five games per week um 
every week we're going to have kind of a, a reward for that. And Chris, you, you can kind of explain what that is. Yeah, so I don't know how many of you guys have watched Around the Horn in the past on ESPN, but it's going to be something like that where the winner from each week's predictions will get like a two-minute uh time slot to give their own like take on whatever they want to talk about, whether it be something that's happening historically, something that happened in sports that we didn't cover on the show, but it's what they get to talk about for two minutes without the other person interrupting or saying anything. And it's kind of a little nice reward for that person for being correct. Right. And and it doesn't have to be serious. Doesn't have to be funny. Doesn't have to be anything. Um, it, it could just be, um, whatever we want it to be that week. And because we have, uh, you know, many weeks in the season, we're going to have multiple times to do this. Yeah. So uh, we're already putting together a list of topics that we yeah. want to talk about um, that can also fit a two minutes time slot. So um, every week we're going to um, make these predictions and we may move this to its own segment as a, a Thursday release based on how long this segment goes. Um, how often, I mean, I think we're going to try to do it every week, um, but just so we're not always um, leaving out the Thursday night games. So yeah. um, this could be something that you'll see more often. But uh, if you if you want to email us your thoughts on this, uh, if it's working for you, let us know. Or join a live stream every once in a while, send us a Facebook message, and give us some feedback. Sorry, I had to do the social so, media plug there, Chris. So. Oh, yeah. I also want to give a plug on the Thursday night game. People want us to you might want us to talk about what happened on the Thursday night game. I'm going to give you the Dwight Schrute response from the office. We addressed it. <laughs> yep. We, 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 we talked about it. Well, we we didn't talk about it, and no. that's the point. We addressed so, it. Uh, um, like that's the point Schrute. of this show. We addressed yeah. it. We're yeah. like Dwight Schrute saying are, his regrets. Uh, we're not going to get into the details of all of that, right? Yeah, I say my regrets. Yeah, <laughs> I say my addresses. We um, the topic. So we're we're here to talk about sports and sports only um, in in these segments. So we're going to keep it that way. Um, so getting into our first matchup that we're going to give a prediction of, and this was just five random um, games that we chose, and we'll do the same thing next week. Um, first matchup, Dolphins-Patriots. Chris, who are you taking? All right, so I'm taking the Pats, and there's some – I've got three reasons for this, but I'm going to break it down a little – and be quick about it. The Pets have the line by six and a half right now. That's the betting odds. And I think that's a little generous for my taste. I don't think the Pets are going to win by a tight shot. I think it's going to be a really close game. Yes. The Dolphins beat the Pets in Foxborough in week 17 last season, but I think the home team will have an edge in this early in the season. And uh, Cam Newton can't help that weak offense, that horrible, pitiful offense. Because he can run around like crazy and get some yards when Tom Brady couldn't do that with that pitiful offense. And yes, the defense isn't going to be great for New England this year, but I still think they can slow down the Dolphins' offense. Tom, who you got? Well, I mean, if it wasn't obvious, I took the Dolphins, and the primary uh, reasoning for that was to have a different pick than this. <laughs> um, but all, all in all, all in all, um, I, I think some of the cohesiveness or lack thereof that we're seeing in the Patriots' yeah. locker room right now is uh, not leading to – um, the greatest outcomes on the field. Obviously, we've seen that yet, but don't have things all together in the locker room. It tends to show on the field. Also, um, like you said, week 17 last year, Dolphins beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah. So taking that going into this season, um, 
I know we have a completely different uh, team down there in Miami, but we've got uh, Fitzpatrick leading the way. Uh, what, what was it? Fitzmagic is his name. So it's uh, I think that the Pats are going to fear the beard this week. Um, and that offense, like you said, is quick. And so we're going to see um, some fast-paced play from the Dolphins offense. The real test will be if the, the defense can hold up. Um, to a much faster Pats offense this year. Um, yeah. Like you said, Cam Newton is uh, a world above Tom Brady's speed, <laughs> not necessarily all other abilities, yeah. but his speed yeah. because he's not running backwards. Um, although he probably <laughs> could still run faster backwards than, than Brady could forward, but that's a different discussion. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a real test for the Dolphins defense um, with, if they can connect all the dots. So that's my that's my big if is the the cohesiveness on the field. I would agree with you. I think this is much closer to a pick'em game that people want to realize. I think people are picking New England mm-hmm. just because it's New England, but I I'm just saying I'm thinking New England will win just because it's a early season game that tends to favor a veteran like Cam Newton. Even though Fitzmagic is a veteran, he's not Cam Newton level of veteranship. I'll give you that one. So we'll see we'll see Sunday how that plays out. Next matchup, lead us in, sir. All right, so our next matchup, we picked a fun one because we wanted to bring up an issue. This is why it's our number two topic, if you catch our drift. It's the Ravens <laughs> versus the Browns. And, Tom, who did you t- you who did you did pick? Because you really wanted to talk about this one. <laughs> there was one reason that I wanted to. And you said this was our number two pick. <laughs> but really, it was my third, excuse me, third <laughs> pick. Um <laughs> and, and I'm going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm taking the Browns in this matchup. Um, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, I am referencing the – and I'm trying to keep this as clean as possible because it's a very nasty subject. Uh, a, a particular thing that Odell Beckham likes to do with his lady friends <laughs> – I won't be the one to say it on this show, but if you get some of our references, our puns that we're doing here, you might be able to connect the dots. I don't know how young our our listeners are. I don't want to get into it, but uh, apparently there's a rumor going around from one of his uh, former um, lady friends that uh, it's something that he likes to do that's uh, quite weird. So I'm just going to leave it at that Um, and stay tuned for more puns. And that is the only reason I am taking the Browns in this matchup. I know the Ravens are clearly the better team, but I mean, it, it's 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 kind of a crappy situation. Excuse me. So I, I have to I have to take the Browns. Odell oh, likes his toilets. Is all I'm going to say about that. Um, so the Ravens are going down to Brown Town in, in this game. Another pun for you. Uh, but I, I took the Ravens, but and the Lions by eight, which it might be a little much because. As a mixed result last year, for those, for those of you who don't remember, the, the Browns did lose to the – the Ravens did lose to the Browns by 25 points in Baltimore last year, but then they beat them by 16 in Cleveland and Browntown. So I don't know who who's going to win this game because the Browns may drop a deuce and not show up for this game. <laughs> that was going to be mine. <laughs> but the <laughs> – but the Ravens are clearly the superior team, and I think they're going to just run the tape. They're going to run the table and be very dang close to fourteen two again. <laughs> two, maybe this will be one of their two losses, but who knows? I'm taking the Ravens in an early season matchup. All right, fair enough. I'm running out of um, you know 
potty <laughs> puns, potty puns. That's what we're going to call them. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really wanted to say more, but I don't want to get get <laughs> too nasty with it. That's yeah, all right. It's all right, folks. It's really weird, and that's that's the re reason that we have this matchup right now. It's it's the most interesting for this reason alone. I mean, who says I don't even care about the football game? <laughs> we don't care. We no. don't care. And and I don't know if there's any validity to this. But how much do you want to ruin a man's image by bringing up anything that he used to do in the bedroom, especially this, <laughs> if it's real? All right, so if it's even real, this could destroy a man. I mean, this is shades of that one. All right, so a few years <laughs> back, we had a – no, okay, hold on. Shades, we had a, yeah. we, shades in Noel. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> we, we did not – shades of brown. Um, we did not have uh, – this is kind of like the, the draft from a few years ago. Um, there was a potential first-round player oh, yeah. who um, the day of the draft, a video was leaked of him hotboxing in a, uh, a gas mask or a respirator so, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it did not come from his phone. Yeah. So this kind of almost seems like one of those situations. I, I know I'm getting way too deep into this, but um, <laughs> I'm – I'm just not going to let it pile up. Um, so, <laughs> because this stinks. So, <laughs> but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get through this, honestly. Um, I don't know if there's any validity to this or if this is just a way to, to get in his head before the season, get him to, to make some, or give him, pay off some money or something like that. If she's just trying to blackmail him, I don't know. Because or at the brown time, mail him. Brown mail him. That's the term. There you go. But, until we know that there, if there's anything actually correct about this, all we can do is make fun of it. Yeah. And then if we find out it's true, oh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna bring it back onto the show. All the puns. Right. Right now it's just rumors. Yeah. But all the potty puns coming yeah. out. We, we were we were underprepared. I was underprepared for the <laughs> amount of potty puns I wanted to bring out tonight. <laughs> and if we find out later on that this was true, they're coming back. Yeah, and that player you referenced with the gas with the hot box in, in the gas mix, that was Laramie Tunsil, who just played last night for the Texans, who probably was in the hot box because he was getting trucked all over the place by the Chiefs defense. So I could not remember who it was. I was yeah. racking my brain for the past two days who it was. Probably should have just Googled, yeah. but I mean it, it kind of almost seems like it's that outlandish of a claim that it it very well could be true yep. because there's always someone with something who's got a thing, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, it just seems too out there. And and this is kind of just like that, you know, the timing of it is the start of the season, right? At the time of the, of the, of Laramie Tunsil, it was the start of the draft. So, I mean, really you kind of have to determine what you believe to be true and, and do the research to back it up. And I don't know. I don't want to know if, what research is out there for this personally. Um, I don't want to know who the expert is. So I'm just going to wait for an official press release or statement from Odell. And then I'll address it again. All right, kids, for those of you listening, don't find yourselves in poopy situations and you won't get You won't have puns like this. Yep. All right. Life Tom. stinks, but you don't have to lie. <laughs> Um, Take us into the third one before we get, come up with any more puns. We get too deep into this. I think we're already too deep. But 
Regardless. All right, let's get into the next matchup, with the, which is Saints versus Buccaneers. Ooh. And uh, Chris, who you got? All right, so this matchup, I would make a different pick if this was like week 16. But since it's week one, I'm going with the Saints because they have their entire team back together and they only add Emmanuel Sanders, who is a great slot receiver, and Malcolm Jenkins. Yes, he's like 33 years old, which is like a million years old for a safety in the NFL, but he's still pretty good. And the line three and a half. And I'm going to take Drew Brees to start off hot like normal, but fade in the season. So in this case, it's week one. I'm taking the Saints over the Bucks. Tom? All right. And uh, obviously, as you can tell, the trend is I'm not picking the Saints. I am picking the Bucks here. Um, I, I think Tom Brady is has brought his expertise down to Tampa. He took his talents to Tampa. Um, and so I think, and with, you know, the addition of Gronk, yes, he's been off for a couple of years, but clearly he hasn't uh, let himself go. So I think we're seeing some good athletes again down in Tampa. Uh, we've got guys like Mike Evans who are good targets for, for Brady on the field. And I think having a quality quarterback in the pocket there for the Bucks to, to have, you know, as a leader on the field, but then also um, to be accurately throwing to the the weapons that they have had available to them, that the guys that they have had available to them, um, I think is going to be a step up clearly from where they have been. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'm just thinking it's too early for the offense to click. We saw what happened to the Texans. Last and, and I understand that, yeah. Last night where they're missing DeAndre Hopkins. They only lost one guy, and they just couldn't do anything on offense. So it could be that situation. It's just early in the season. That's right, the and it does take a bit of time for, for any offense to click when there's uh, a change like that. So I understand, and, that, and that's why I think you know it's, it's really a toss-up. Um, I, I definitely can see the Saints taking this one. I mean, personally, I think that, you know, Tom Brady is the type of leader who is, you know, naturally followed. And um, I think it's not going to take as long as other teams might to make the offense work in a way that, you know, obviously could, could be seen as successful on the field. So I'm not saying it's going to happen week one, but I think that they might start to get on a roll quicker than than other teams. Yeah, for those of you not following this, this is one of those pr predictions where we both think it go either way. We just want right. we just want to have the coin because it was just like, eh, it's just a gut feeling at this point. On to game four, we have the Cowboys, those cowgirls versus the Saint, the L.A. Rams in L.A. <laughs> you almost said St. Louis. I was in St. Louis. It's in L.A. though. Sorry, folks. I still think it should be in St. Louis because L.A. does not deserve two football teams. But that's beside the point. Tom, who you got in this matchup? Um, taking them Cowboys from Dallas, no. and um, you know, I, I think there there weren't really a lot of changes to offense. Um, you still got Dak leading the way. You still got Zeke um, running the ball. And I mean, as much as I'm not a huge fan of Zeke, I can appreciate him as a football player. Um, so I I know talent when I see it, and I see it in him. Um, so to have those two guys um, leading the offense is, I mean, they when they click and when Dak is on, he is very, very good and, and not quite unbeatable, but he has been very, very successful when he has been on. I'm not saying he's going to be on this week, but I think that um, the Cowboys are a team that can put it together because they're not, they haven't changed significantly from last year in their personnel. 
yes, they, I know that they have a new coach. I know that Mike McCarthy is there. But you've seen what Mike McCarthy did with the evil green and yellow team from uh, <laughs> Green Bay. I'm just going to say the name because I know you don't like to, to say it. Uh, he, was, he was, for the most part, successful in Green Bay. I think he can he, he'd be able to pull the team together, especially given that the, the personnel on the field did not change that much. Um, you're looking at a team that when they are on are very fast, very hard to keep up with. Defense is solid. Um, and he's got a good offensive line protecting him. So I, I think that um, this is one of those games, again, that we kind of flip-flopped um, on. But Cowboys are a team that I could see um, edging one out over the over the Rams. And so clearly as this thing has been going, you guys know I'm going with the L.A. Rams. Yes, the Lions the Cowboys by three. But I was looking at this thinking, Cowboys are on the road. They had the worst record last year between the two teams. New head coach. Short offseason, defense is not as good as we think it is, and their old line is getting old fast. You're telling me I should take the Cowboys? Nah, bro. I'm 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 too smart for that. Do fall for that nonsense. Hey, you say old O line, I say veteran. That line is old fast. Aaron Donald's coming at your gut, and Dak Prescott does not do well with pressure in his face. I'm thinking Aaron Donald to wreck that team. And they don't have Todd Gurley anymore, which sounds like a negative, but for that team, it's a positive because he was kind of a distraction because McVay kept having to answer questions of, why aren't you giving the ball to Todd Gurley? Where's Todd Gurley? Why is he playing? Why isn't he getting the ball? Well, he's gone. That, those questions are not out of the picture. So I'm going to take L.A. to have an upset, quote-unquote, so, over the Cowboys. So who's your who's your RB1 then? Who's your, who's your number one running back to replace Todd Gurley? Who's – who's in that spot and who's going to take over that offensive production that he's, he has contributed to the team. Uh, I would look up because I don't know who it is. I don't think he frankly think it matters. I think they're going to do a running back by committee, which has worked in the past mm-hmm. and okay. what, they, what they had to do in the last couple of seasons because Tiger is usually gassed by the end of the season. So I think it won't matter. I think they'll figure it out because, because they went nine and seven last year. We acted like they were bad last year. They were still a winning football team and they, Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that if they can figure out the offense, they'll be fine on defense. All right. Um, so last matchup that we have, Titans and Broncos, and we really just needed to fill the fifth slot with this one. Um. <laughs> yeah, this is a pick game. This is a straight pick game by Las Vegas. So that tells you how close this game is. Yep. Um, Chris, go ahead and give them your – all right, so I'm taking the team I believe will win the AFC South. That is the Tennessee Titans. They bring back the entire offense, and they just add Jadavion Van Clowney. Yes, he only has like a week of practice with the team. But I remember this one guy the Bears get traded for with a week before the season. His name was Cleo Mack, and I think he wrecked green, uh, that evil green yellow team's team in, with a week of practice and just caused mass havoc because with pass rushers, you need they need to know one thing, as Bill Parcells used to say, sit or sick them. So he needs to go in coverage or attack the quarterback, and that's an easy job for D lineman to figure out. And the Broncos do not have Von Miller, which means that the Titans of destruction, Derrick Henry, is going to run wild on that defense. All right, fair enough. Um, and I, I'm taking the Broncos in this one. Um, I personally believe that the, the Titans are, are the better team here, um, especially with the the recent change to the Broncos' defense, loss of Von Miller. Um, 
we made these picks uh, when we made what Wednesday, Tuesday. I think it was Wednesday, but we didn't know how badly Von Miller was hurt until later on. Right, and so at that time, I, we just knew he was injured. Um, and I'm not making any, any excuses for why I chose <laughs> the Broncos. Um, I mean, this is this could be a you know a, a closer game that uh, really they could they could squeeze out. But um, I think with the loss of Von Miller, the defense is not going to be in the same state that it would be if he was out there. Um, just from a leadership perspective. And, um, you know, you have a huge contributor on your defense that's now out. And so now that burden is being placed on younger, newer players or players that don't have as much playing experience because Miller was out there the majority of the time. So I know that I've given zero reasons for the, the Broncos to win this game, but defense is only one half of the game. Uh, offense, uh, also offensive production, I think they can still – um, put something together. We're not talking about uh, a, a completely impressive Titans defense. I mean, yes, they have Clowney, but they they are not a a top caliber defense. So with with average offensive production, I think they could string something together, get on a roll, and and you know, I'm not saying win by two three touchdowns, but you know, a win is a win. Win by one point is still as much of a win as if you won by thirty. So I think we could see something, some situation like that where it's within a score or two. Oh, I agree completely. And you've left out one major reason why the Broncos might win this game. It's in mile high, which is the greatest advantage you can have because the really is, yeah. There, so that's my pause. Like it's mile high, and the Titans run the football. That means they're going to get gas on offense. But pound that rock, baby! Let Derrick Henry run the ball forty times, win that football game, man. Really wear down the Broncos defense because even though it's in mile high, you're not you don't have your veteran linebacker out there to help you out. Um, so I I will say that I agree with Chris that I think the Titans are the better team here, but the advantages uh, of the Broncos being at their home stadium, we're in a totally different uh, seasonal environment than um, we've had before, um, with less practice, less preparation than we have in a normal. Um, Normal offseason. I mean, that's why we're seeing some mistakes being made early on in the season because we didn't have preseason games to get those kinks out. So this could be a game that the Broncos maybe figure it out sooner than the Titans do. Oh, probably. And it's going to be interesting to watch all these games play out week one, to be honest with you, because that the Texans-Chiefs game started off a little bit sloppy on both ends, and then it ramped up rather quickly on the de- – so, well, the Chiefs ramped up. The Texans kind of um, – uh, <laughs> I was going to say, that was a one-sided yeah, ramp up. A one-sided uh, ramp up because the Texans did score points, but it wasn't like they scored a lot. It was like right. – it, it, it was garbage points. They were saying Sand Island, some garbage points. Garbage points. <laughs> yep. And for those of you who didn't catch the live stream on uh, Thursday, um, yes, I, I had Patrick Mahomey and Sammy Watkins on my fantasy team. So I talked quite a bit about how good I was feeling. And just to let you know how good I was feeling, I brought it up in one of my meetings at work today because it was my work fantasy league. So, and the room went silent. The the the, <laughs> my, the team's room, we were in Microsoft Teams, the team's room went silent. And that's because I was the only one who had players last night. So yeah. uh, we're talking about <laughs> points that I got that no one else had an opportunity to get. And so no one else cared. Although my boss did bring it up, but that's a different point. I mean, he went, he threw for three touchdowns. Then you only had like two hundred eleven passing yards. But when you throw for three touchdowns, it kind of is more than important than yards for quarterbacks in the fantasy leagues. At least what I remember from fantasy leagues. 
So that yeah, no, me. I think I think in our our league he got me like twenty seven or twenty eight points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Watkins got like twenty one, twenty two. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, uh, which for a wideout is, I mean, that's that's good for first first game of the season. But uh, we're not talking about you know fantasy points don't get you Super Bowl rings. So um, and of course we're talking about a guy who already has one, but uh, I don't, so I shouldn't care that much. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, like you said last night, we, we saw some sloppy play early on. It kind of you know worked the bugs out throughout the game, um, and really with all of these matchups and the ones that we didn't talk about, um, we're going to see a lot of that kind of figure out the offense, figure out the defense for the first couple drives of the game um, before we get a really productive offense and a a solid defense the way that we've seen in prior years, because this isn't an adaptive season and they have to, you know, it's, it's figure it out or get left behind. And I think this is, we're going to see that even more this year because of the the lack of time to prepare as we had before. And the fact they're pumping in fake crowd noise and it's going to be a stand like 70 decibels throughout the entire game for each team. So it's going to be like, it's going to be like so weird to listen to on TV. It's going to be odd. And I know Kyle Shansbury said it's just annoying to deal with because they practice with it. And it, so it's something that's going to be hard to watch with the desk or well, listen to because the decibel levels are just going to be like rant, fan noise at the same, no up or down. It's just going to be standard for the whole game. It's going to sound rather awkward during timeout when the fans are like, ah! like it's a timeout shut it off please <laughs> yeah they need to figure something out where they can you know for big plays turn up the volume in between plays turn it down it, it doesn't you know just because a, a guy is you know running out of the huddle you don't have to have the same level of noise as you do in a touchdown i mean clearly if you've listened to any football game and paid attention to this the reaction from the crowd it's not level. It's not flat. I mean, it, it, I would almost like as a player, you'd almost want to just wear earplugs or drown it out somehow because you don't play off of the crowd anymore. Yeah. I, now just, in Kansas City, they did because they had twenty thousand fans there, twenty or, or fourteen. Uh, it was twenty-two percent, twenty twenty-two to twenty-five percent of their capacity in the stadium. Twenty-two. Twenty-two percent, um, because it's a max of twenty-five, I think. Um, or, you know, in that area. So I think, I mean, that's that's the exception because that you, you do have highs and lows. But having a flat, you know, decibel level across, that's just going to be weird. It's not going to be – that's not how you see it in real life. That's not how you practice. That's not how you have played before. Even the college guys, the rookies, when they played in college, they did not see that there. So this is totally new for anyone who's not playing in – what what are the two what are the two cities? Kansas City is one, and um, yeah, we'll, we can check it out later. But um, those two two cities are the only ones that are going to have normal crowd response this year. Yeah, it's going to be really really diff odd to look at and listen to. Is it when it's two teams? And I think uh, who are the two teams? I don't that I can't find it right now. Sorry guys, because it's. Hard to look up. You have to go through articles. I don't like reading articles about. They take like five years to get to the information I want to. (laughs) Especially you know when you're just trying to find one bit of information on the fly. It's just going to be weird, but hopefully Roger the Stooge Goodell figures out that they need to, or or as he was called by Poppy on 
Poppy from uh, highly questionable Fidel Goodell, the head of the, oh. head of the drug cartel, oh. NFL, as he called it. Uh, <laughs> he can say that though because he's Cuban, right? Yeah, yeah, he's Cuban. So he called him Fidel Goodell, but oh, hopefully, gosh. Fidel Goodell figures out that they need to actually have ambient, have changing sound to make it feel like an actual game, not just a loud siren going off for sit for three hours. That's killing people that people just turn off the TV and say enough of that nonsense. I don't want to hear that. I mean, if you're going to have a flat decibel level of crowd noise throughout the entire game, it, it's, you might as well not even have crowd noise because at that point it's, it's doing more harm than good to both, both teams. You might as well just hear the sounds of the game. Agreed. I I think they did that so that you don't hear all the the, the swearing because for those of you who watch XFL games, yeah. the mics were everywhere and you could hear some cussing coming and they had to delay the oh, sound yeah. because they they were here like delay. <laughs> I think they had the we, sound delay. You can hear it from the fans when we were out there too. Oh, the, it the was, Battle Hawks game. So it was fantastic to listen to. Yeah, you hear every word coming out of their mouths. Like, all right, then this is why they have on delay for TV because there's a lot of. <laughs> Words. And I think the first ever interview, the guy came on the side and, and gave a big F-bomb. And, and no one was very <laughs> like, uh-oh, we, we forgot. <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> what do we do? So. <laughs> the F-bomb and it was now bleeped out. What do you expect? They're not used to it. It was no. the XFL. Yeah, but so. Anyway, more- we'll see how that actually plays out on Sunday, um, how long it lasts on my TV. If it gets too annoying, it's going off. So we'll see. One less, obli- say. Yeah, one less obligatory thing for week one, bear down. Da bears. Da bears. All right, but for but for those of you who don't follow our Facebook page, please follow our Facebook page for any updates regarding our show or times lashing. We just had our first one yesterday, so please be on the lookout for another update regarding the next live stream. You can reach out to us on our Facebook page or email us at, email us at sports and more with ct at gmail.com. That's capital C, capital T. Once again, that is sports and more with with ct at gmail.com capital c capital t yep and uh thank you again for those who did join our live stream uh, of tom's take last night at halftime of the uh chiefs and texans um we're working on on when the next live stream will take place and working out some of the bugs because i know we got a little bit of feedback um from what worked what didn't work um, i know some people were having a hard time hearing chris and that was on my end because of the way that we had audio set up. So uh, we're just, we're going to figure some different things out to try to make that work better. Um, but we do appreciate your feedback there. So please continue to provide it um, both on Facebook and in our email that uh, Chris just went through. Um, so please keep in contact with us that way. As always, you can also go to our anchor page or Spotify or any of the other half dozen uh, listening platforms to download this episode and any future episodes we create. We are not on Apple Podcasts yet, but uh, we're, we're going to figure out how to do that soon because um, we are on s- several other Pocket Cast, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, I should have it up on my screen, but I don't. But there's there's several. Um, so wherever you find your podcast, unless it's Apple Podcasts, you can find us. Um, give us a follow and you can find us by sports and more with chris and tom we are the only ones with that name so go ahead and search for us um maybe even google us we haven't even tried that but maybe we're out there give it a shot um otherwise uh just follow us the way that you have been and we'll have more content coming to you real soon 
we would really thank all of you, probably the tens and tens. tens. Those ramblings and takes on everything, especially the NFL. Especially the NFL. Next episode's creation date is to be decided. It's probably going to be sometime next week, but we have not figured that out just yet. We will keep you posted on Facebook for an update regarding the next episode. But until that time comes, as always, please stay safe and healthy. Sports and more with Chris and Tom was brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted in each segment. Thank <laughs> you.